Hello and welcome to another episode of Vipers Voices, the podcast from the Desert Vipers, a side that plays in the UAE's own 2020 league, the DP World ILT20. And in this episode, we look back on the dramatic victory over MI Emirates. We look forward to the next match against the Dubai Capitals. And we also assess how the team is doing at the halfway point of the group stage. And that's all in the company of Captain Colin Munro. Colin offers his usual fair and honest appraisal of his own and his side's performances in the tournament so far. And as ever, it's an interview you won't want to miss. After the last ball success against MI Emirates, you won't want to miss the next Vipers match either against David Warner's Dubai Capitals or any Vipers match in the tournament for that matter and getting hold of tickets for the action couldn't be easier. You can do so via the ILT20 website, that's www.ilt20.ae or at any Virgin Megastore in the UAE. Now, let's get cracking. The win against MI Emirates went right down to the wire. A two-wicket success off the last ball and one of the most pleasing aspects of the victory for captain Colin Munro was the side's catching, which has been an Achilles heel for the team almost from the outset of the DP World ILT20 back in 2023. On, on the whole, I think that's probably the first time we haven't dropped a catch in probably, what's that, 16, 17 matches? <laughs> but, um, no, nah, it's, it's pleasing. I think we're going in the right direction, and that's all I can ask of the team is, is make sure that we... You got, you got, you're going to get drop catches, I understand that. Um, that's cricket. You know, no one means to drop catches, but as long as the energy and the intent's there, and I thought it was there um, against MI Emirates for sure. But it's also fair to say that the batting, which was so effective last season, simply hasn't clicked thus far, and it's something Colin is scratching his head over. Yeah, it's a tough one to, to sort of, because we do our planning and preparation, and I just think sometimes it's cricket, it either goes your way and it, or it doesn't. And you know, I was disappointed in my performance against Sharjah, um, and I was down in the dumps for a good, good 12 hours, I reckon, because I just feel like I haven't had any luck. I've hit the ball really well, I feel like I'm batting well, it's just not getting runs. It's, you just, I'm just getting out at, at weird times and weird ways, to be honest. You know, down leg side off my pad and um, straight to the fielder twice, those sorts of things. It's, it's, sometimes the game's against you, but I've played it long enough that if you ride those lows out a little bit and you keep trusting your plan and your process, and that's what I'll tell my boys is to just keep trusting their plans and their process because it's an, it's an experienced batting lineup. So if we can do that, um, yeah, we'll come out the right side. One aspect of this season's tournament has been the fact that no one side is running away from all the others. The competition is fierce, with fine margins between success and failure, and the captain is relishing it. Coming up against DC, if we, we win that, we probably go to probably third or second or something like that. So I think with especially <clears throat> with some teams just beating other teams and some big wins and some big losses, it's it's helping net run rates and you know going against some teams as well. So. Yeah, it's, it's always nice when the tournament's nice and close and you're always playing every game is going to count for something rather than you know, one team you know, losing a lot and they out by, the to- by, you know, by game seven. Um, so if everyone's still in the tournament by game six, seven, eight, it's, it's going to look pretty cool. 
But even within a tournament that's full of cut and thrust, born of a host of high-quality players going head-to-head, there's still been time for sportsmanship, and none more so than Colin's decision to withdraw an appeal for run-out against the Sharjah Warriors batter Martin Guptill when he was down and temporarily out after being struck by a ball at the non-striker's end. The gesture by not only Colin but also bowler Shadab Khan to decline the chance to take the wicket at a crucial stage of the Sharjah innings was the spirit of cricket writ large and in our chat with the captain he explained his thinking. So you just try and play the game in the right spirit, you know, it's, it's a game of cricket, yes we're getting paid well and we want to win games of cricket and tournaments and things but at the end of the day it's a game of cricket. I think probably three years ago I would have just said no, nah, you're out mate, get out of here. Um, but I've matured and, you know, under obviously Brendan McCullum playing the game in the right re- like for the right reason, play with in the spirit of the game and try and, you know, show other people out there that it's not just about winning all the time, but it's about entertaining and making sure that you make the right decisions. And, yeah, if that's a role model for somebody that's that's watching, then then cool. But it's not just me, it was also Shadab as well saying that, you know, just call him back. That was in the past, though, and now it's time to look forward to the Vipers' next match against the Dubai Capitals. Colin knows what he wants from his side and what he expects from the clash. Uh, tough tussle. I think um, both teams need wins. Uh, it's getting to that stage of the tournament now, and you know we'll be on I think we're on the same points now. So you know it would be nice to get ahead of them. But they've they've been batting and bowling really well. I think you know besides last game when they they played Sharjah. Um, you know, old foe Sam Billings is hitting the ball well, and, he, and you know, so he's a bit of a danger man. And Raza poses a bit of a threat as an all-round option there too. So, uh, yeah, I think we can look at them all we want, but there's certain areas of our game that we need to look at, and if we can polish up those areas, um, it doesn't matter who we come up against. If we can play to our potential as a team, uh, we, we can we can beat anyone in this tournament, and I firmly believe that. That's Colin Munro. Desert Vipers captain, always great to listen to, and his chat is up next here on Vipers Voices. I've got Colin Munro, the captain, alongside me. Skipper, a victory against MI Emirates, and uh, well, I said to James Foster, I'll say it to you as well. It's never in doubt, was it? <laughs> Well, it definitely was. Uh, yeah, it ebbed and flowed the whole game, didn't it? So exciting for everybody watching. Uh, not so exciting for us on the bench, but yeah, nice to get a victory, especially over the the guys that aren't sitting on top. They were sitting nice and pretty. So yeah, so yeah, it's good for our confidence. Hopefully, a tight win like that can really um, bring us a bit closer together. Um, it's probably that game against Sharjah was probably a game that slipped. So it's nice to get a game that was tight down to the wire, um, back in our, our favour. That second innings, goodness me, it ebbed and flowed in so many different directions, didn't it? Yeah, it did. I thought, you know, credit to them, I thought they, they changed their bowlers well. I thought we obviously planned for Akil Hussain to come with the new ball and swing it round corners, but they came with left arm swing and, and seam and I think bowled really well up front and, you know, their four wickets up the top put us under pressure and, then Azam came out and does what he does, um, put us back in the driving seat a little bit. And then I thought Ali played a real mature knock there, even though it was 14 runs, but that partnership just allowed it to go a little bit longer. And then Rutherford comes and does what he does. And um, a couple of things there where you'd go, yeah, probably a little bit daft, but we, we've asked the players to come come out there and, and play their natural game, their intent, throw some punches. And, and we did that. Um, it just wasn't 
pretty viewing at times, uh, and that can happen sometimes when you're trying to play that aggressive that aggressive brand of cricket. Ten off the final over, where were you thinking at that stage? Would you have settled for a super over, or were you still very confident that uh, those two batters, Luke Wood and Shaheen, could get you across the line? Well, it should have been nine because it was a wide that wasn't given in the last over, in my opinion. Um, but again, I think it was, you know, nine is a bit easier because it's a boundary and then a runner ball. Ten, you've got to, you know, got to get a two in there somewhere. Um, I thought, you know, if I'm really honest, uh, second last ball should have been a two and then you got one for the for the tie. Um, quite sloppy running between the wickets there but then you know, obviously can't fault at the end there getting three off the last ball I thought um, you know speaking to even the captain of MI Emirates Nicky Puran he wasn't very happy with their fielding performance from the start to the finish so something that they'll look at but yeah 10 off the last over it gives you something um, but when you, when you eight down it's, it's tough Let's talk about fielding because all your catches were held this evening. Now, it's been a, an Achilles heel of the team this season and to an extent last season as well. But there were some stunning catches held tonight, not least Ali Nazir at backward point to get rid of Puran, which was a crucial wicket. Yeah, unbelievable catch, wasn't it? Um, you know, very happy for him because he's obviously an all-rounder but didn't get a chance to bowl. So sometimes in the field you can go missing a little bit and I thought he was outstanding. Some of the stops, the dive stops that he did, um, I reckon he saved at least... 8 to 10 runs, plus that wicket, which could have been 30, 40 runs as well with Nicky P. So outstanding, really happy for him. And like I said, he actually did really well with the bat too. So on on the whole, I think that's probably the first time we haven't dropped a catch in probably, what's that, 16, 17 matches. <laughs> but um, no, nah, it's it's pleasing. I think we're going in the right direction. And that's all I can ask of the team is, is make sure that we you – got, you got, you're going to get drop catches. I understand that. Um, that's cricket. You know, no one means to drop catches. But as long as the energy and the intense there and – I thought it was there um, against MI Emirates for sure. Just talk to me about uh, what's going on with the batting at the moment because it, the truth is it hasn't clicked. We can all see that. You just have to look at the scoreboard. Is there a, is there a reason that you can put your finger on? I guess if there was, you'd solve it. But what, what, what do you think is the reason behind the, the, the underachievement from such a strong batting lineup so far? Uh, it's a tough one. Um, I'm in that boat. Hales is in that boat. We've both come from decent big bashes. Um, you know, Hosey as well. Um, he scored a couple of nice innings. Uh, it's tough. It's, you know, you can't just rely on numbers four, five, and six to win your games. We've got to step up a little bit. Uh, I think, you know, it's not, we've, we've been asked to go out there and play a, a specific brand, which, which we're happy to do and we're doing it and playing it's our natural brand of cricket. They're not asking us to go out and do anything different. Um, and it's just sometimes tournaments happen. It's it's five games in, um, you know, and I think Hales has scored one score. I've scored one score. A um, couple of unlucky dismissals here and there, I think, as well. But, yeah, it's a tough one to to sort of – because we do our planning and preparation, and I just think sometimes it's cricket. It either goes your way and it do, or it doesn't. And, you know, I was disappointed in my performance against Sharjah, um, and I was down in the dumps for a good, good 12 hours, I reckon, because – I just feel like I haven't had any luck. I've hit the ball really well. I feel like I'm batting well. It's just not getting runs. It's you just I'm just getting out at, at weird times and weird ways, to be honest. You know, down leg side off my pad and um, straight to the fielder twice, those sorts of things. It's, it's Sometimes the game's against you, um, but I've played it long enough that if you ride those lows out a little bit um, and, you, and, you, and you keep trusting your plan and your process, and that's all I'll tell my boys is, 
to just keep trusting their plans and their process because it's an, it's an experienced batting lineup. So if we can do that, um, yeah, we'll come out the right side. Well, you've called it there halfway through the tournament. Two uh, wins, three losses. But this season is completely different to last season, isn't it? And the table is much more tight than, uh, than at the same stage uh, 12 months ago. So it's still very much all to play for, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I think it's a big game, like you said, coming up against DC. If we, we win that, we probably go to probably third or second or something like that. So I think we'd especially <clears throat> with some teams just beating other teams and some big wins and some big losses, it's it's helping net run rates and, you know, going against some teams as well. So, yeah, it's it's always nice when the tournament's nice and close and you're always playing every game is going to count for something rather than, you know, one team, you know, losing a lot and they out by the top, but, you know, by game seven. Um, so if everyone's still in the tournament by game six, seven, eight, it's it's going to look pretty cool. Talk to us about the toss here at the Dubai International Stadium. You won the toss against MI Emirates, opted to bowl. That's a, a common theme for captains in 2020 cricket uh, at the venue. Um, is the toss really that significant, particularly here in Dubai? Yeah, I think it is. Um, you know, I was speaking to Nicky P. It got a little bit dewy out there as well and... Not too sure whether the wicket got a lot better to bat on or not because it did seem around and swing around um, second innings too. So I think sometimes it's T20 cricket now. It's nice to know exactly what you need. Um, and with Rutherford and Azam sort of at six and seven, five and six, we're never out of the game no matter what we need um, because they can come out and get 80 or 30 balls. Um, so I think it's, it, it is a, a big toss, but if you do things properly, you know, I think, like, MI, if they got another 10 runs um, or just taken a couple more risks or chances through and they got another 10, 15 runs, it would have been tough to chase 165, 170. So, yeah, I think it does play a bit bit of a role. But, again, whatever you get, whatever you do, you've got to do well. I'll just ask you as well to rewind to Sunday's game against Sharjah. Martin Guptill got struck at the non-striker's end. He was out of his ground. Shadab whipped the bails off. Instinctive stuff from him. Uh, Guptill obviously out, and you withdrew the appeal. Uh, just talk us through what happened there. Uh, yeah, I think, well, it obviously happened really quick. I think Guppy got hit in his hand, and he went down. I wasn't sure where he got hit either, um, and he didn't know where the ball had gone. Shaddy obviously took the bails off. And then the umpires asked whether I wanted the um, decision to stand as, as it was given out. And then not just me, but Shaddy as well said, no, nah, I don't think so. You know, with, I think he was hurt and he was sore. Um, so you just try and play the game in the right spirit. You know, it's, it's a game of cricket. Yes, we're getting paid well and we want to win games of cricket and tournaments and things. But at the end of the day, it's a game of cricket. Um, I think probably three years ago, I would have just said, no. Nah, you're out, mate. Get out of here. Um, but I've matured, and you know, under obviously Brendan McCullum playing the game in the right re- like for the right reason, play with, you know, in the spirit of the game, and try and, you know, show other people out there that it's not just about winning all the time, but it's about entertaining and making sure that you make the right decisions. And yeah, if that's a role model for somebody that's that's watching, then then cool. But it's not just me. It was also Shadab as well saying that, you know, just call him back. So that was looking back. Let's look forward now. Dubai Capitals is next at the same venue on the same pitch. What are your expectations? Uh, tough tussle. I think um, both teams need wins. 
uh, it's getting to that stage of the tournament now, and you know we'll be on. I think we're on same points now, so you know it'd be nice to get ahead of them. But they've they've been batting and bowling really well. I think you know besides last game when they they played Sharjah, um, you know old foe Sam Billings is hitting the ball well, and he, and you know so he's a bit of a danger man, and Raza poses a bit of a threat as an all round option there too. So uh, yeah, I think we can look at them all we want. But there's certain areas of our game that we need to look at, and if we can polish up those areas, um, it doesn't matter who we come up against. If we can play to our potential as a team, uh, we, we can we can beat anyone in this tournament, and I firmly believe that. Colin Munro, in positive mood and full of confidence in his players for the second half of the group stage of the DP World ILT20, starting with the clash against Dubai Capitals at the Dubai International Stadium on Thursday, February the 1st. And that's your lot for another episode of Vipers Voices. Next up, it's the Dubai Capitals on the 1st of February and tickets are available for that match and every one that the Vipers will play via the ILT20 website and also at all Virgin Megastores throughout the UAE. We'll be back with reaction from the Vipers camp after that match and you can watch the reaction too via the Vipers Voices vodcast on the website or the Vipers YouTube channel. Don't forget too that you can follow the Vipers every move on all the major social media platforms. For now then, this is Brian Murgatroyd saying, as ever, thanks so much for listening.